everybody forfeit podcast here my name is matt metal matt i guess that's what we're still calling me right fellas i got big john stud here i got the wild bill i got vegan j-lo up here with his vegan ice cream cheers oh what do you got there john everyone's got ice cream but me who's your cream cookies and cream so is that your go-to flavor absolutely yeah I mean, if it's if it's hard ice cream, if it's soft serve, we got you know. I guess I would go with the uh, vanilla. Yeah, I'm like I'm like plain Jane when it comes to soft serve. I just want vanilla with rainbow jimmies, man. It's mm-hmm. the best. Maybe sometimes I'll splurge with a swirl, but very 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 uh very rare. Swamp vanilla, man. Cookies and cream is strong. I like the um I like the ones with all the fuck all the shit in it, all the nuts and the chocolate chunks and the peanut butter chunks and what is that called like it's not rocky road it's another one there's it's called like kitchen sink moose or tracks. something moose tracks yeah kitchen sink is that sounds good it oh. says one of them has it's called everything but the kitchen sink and it's like all kinds of shit in there it's good stuff it's good stuff jesse vegan ice cream huh well yeah because i'm lactose intolerant so got it yeah, well, the, don't you normally the, take pills for that. I do, but um, the I don't know what it is in ice cream. It it laughs at those pills, uh, <laughs> slaps the shit out of them. Yeah, it's yeah. So I usually I'll go with like just the vegan stuff. Some of them are better than others. Um, the Ben and Jerry's is probably the best of all the the vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've got a vegan fish food that's legit, and they they've got a um, they've got a couple that are that are just outrageous. But we got like a really good like cinnamon bun one too. Uh, and I I get the peanut butter half baked a lot, which is awesome. Don't they have a Jerry Garcia one? They do have a Cher- uh, Jerry yeah. Garcia. I mean, they got I thought they got I remember. I saw it. I saw it. They got sued by an activist because in one of their like commercials, they say the milk comes from carrying cows. Carrying cows. What? What does yeah, the carrying cow farms? Caring, <laughs> what constitutes a caring cow? I guess how they're maybe how the cows are treated. Maybe how they're. I guess how they're handled. But it says they settled the lawsuit. <laughs> but you know they, uh, yeah, they they got sued for false advertising. Well, not in, not in I'll tell you what, those damn those damn advertising companies. Am I right, fellas? Yeah, advertising companies. What a bunch! What a joke! What a bunch, what of, a jokers. bunch of jokers! Down going to hell! My ass! Fucking What's your favorite ice cream, Bill? Um. If you have to think about it, you're not doing it right. Well, cookies and cream is 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 always a go-to. Yeah. Oh, cookies and cream is great. I feel like I feel like we've we've made a like a connection, Bill. The cookie dough is good too. It is, but I mean that's tricky. That's hit or miss. Like some some of them are like not good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are terrible. If I exactly so if I don't know where I'm at and I need a safe choice, it's cookies and cream because you can't fuck that up. There's apparently a new fad. I don't know if you guys heard about it. 
it's literally like just eating cookie dough. Yeah. No, I, I seem awesome. like my niece used to do that a lot. Like when my sister would make cookies, like Toll House shits, my sister would like stop her because it's just raw eggs. A lot of it's raw eggs, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So like she's just eating like half the fucking jar, like piece by piece, like just like little nibbles of it. And it's just like. But there's like ice cream shops now that are like serving it. Like, yeah. Like it's a cookie dough. I don't want to say it's cookie dough ice cream, but it's cookie dough ice cream, but it's just cookie dough. Yeah, no, what they do is they just put vanilla ice cream and they put chunks of cookie dough, basically, and they just kind of mix it in. They don't do anything else other than that. Yeah, there was a food truck in Wilmington that would do, like, raw cookie dough like that, but I think they must, like, pasteurize the eggs or something so that it's... They're just like, eh, it's... Let us know. (laughs) You're on your Fucking awesome. (laughs) What do you think Carson's favorite ice cream is? Suck balls. <laughs> he, no, he's a he's a watermelon roll from from Friendlies. <laughs> oh God! You guys never heard of that Ben and Jerry's flavor called Suck Balls? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've all I think we're all uh, experiencing Carson fatigue right now. I, I, I think that's why we're resorting to eating, you know, buckets of ice cream. We're we're, we're getting depressed. With each with each day that goes by, and just the the harsh reality of the potential doom and gloom that is upon the Philadelphia Eagles, and the possibility that we could be really bad for a really long time. Is that possible? Sits here, just hits refresh on Twitter constantly, just to see if we have an update. I know. I feel like John. It's not going to come until like. It's going to come when, like, we don't expect it. It'll be, like, a Friday or, like, a Saturday because the Eagles seem to do a lot of that shit on a Friday or Saturday to kind of have a day or two for it to sink in before the media attacks. But it's uh, going to happen this week. Mark my words. See, I don't – I think they're going to wait. I think they're looking at it like, man, they have a a month, you know, a month to – Play hardball now for Breer said. No, they have like three weeks, dude. They have two yeah. or three weeks. I think if the Gabba Breer said, dude, this episode brought to you by Boost Mobile. Bill's <laughs> <laughs> internet, internet connection is as bad as that background. Um, it's actually, maybe it's your threeses, guys, because my internet never has an issue with your threeses. <laughs> it's yours is. I don't know. I hear John loud and clear. I hear Jesse. I, guys, no, I never hear you guys break up. But Jesse's always like my... Jesse's always coming in in like 4K resolution. Well, that's that because he's on a whole new level. This so is what he watches sports on 4K. This is the new. This Facebook. is the new. This is the new norm of like the pandemic. Doing a podcast during a pandemic, we get excited about how clear people's faces come in on screens. And it's, 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 we've gone from like, man, nice haircut. Oh man, you smell good to man. You, you're coming in so crisp and clear on my screen. Now you sound great. Or my wife says, take a shower. You stink. Oh, that was, that was me. That was me today. That was me today. But I gut checked myself. It was one of those, it was one of those things where you kind of just like, yeah, you raise your arm just a little bit higher than you normally did for something, and you're just like, God damn, that's yeah. right. That is right. But, I mean, we're all experiencing, like, the the, the the pandemic Groundhog Day now. It's like, 
wake up. You wake up, drink coffee, take a shit, move some shit around on your computer, eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up, drink coffee, take a yeah. shit. <laughs> or two. Like, you know, check check to see if Carson got traded. Um, eat dinner. Get on a Zoom call. Yeah, get on a, get get on five thousand Zoom calls. <laughs> oh God! I'm at the point now. I I would prefer to wear like a, a telemarketer's headset and just walk around the house like that. Remember when telemarket? Remember when the, you you had that one guy in your office or girl that always wore the headset, and you were just like, "What a fucking weirdo!" And now it's like, now it's like. <laughs> It's like you don't think anything of it. Now people are wearing like the gaming, you know, the ultra comfortable ones because yeah. they're on their head 13 hours a day. It's like you're going to see like fans hooked up to them soon. No, eventually they'll just be like those Oculus the, uh, 3D. I thought thing. about that the other day, bro. Computers will be like the- <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be like the, the, ne- the next evolution of like virtual board meetings. We're all going to get company owned you know, our companies are going to provide us Oculus goggles and we're all going to virtually like meet in like these like environments for meetings and shit. God. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I don't, I don't wait for that. I don't want that day to come. 2022 is going to be wild, man. Wild. Bill doesn't know anything about this. He's still on the streets grinding it out every day. Selling metal. Gotta get this country going vertical. That's right. <laughs> Doing That's my right. part. That's right. Speaking of speaking of vertical, is all these like we were talking about these all these goddamn contracts getting out of control? You would think that like a pandemic would just. You think it's gonna like subside that? You know what I mean? Like we have we seen the contracts hit their ceiling? I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna go down anytime soon, right? It's just like taxes. It's like it never goes down; it only goes up. That, what do you I guys mean, think? The Bryce Harpers, uh, the Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> the Steph Currys. Eh, he's he's worth it. Who Steph Curry? Steph Curry's worth it. <laughs> Steph Curry's worth it, huh? So yeah, I guess so. What? How many rings? Three. He's got three. Three. Yeah. Yeah, well, give Brycey, give Brycey boy some time, man. Come on, yeah, he'll get his time. Give Brycey boy some time. He'll be he'll be traded to the Dodgers in no time, or the Yankees. Oh my God! And then we'll be the if we have a DH in the NL. They're taking that away this year. I don't know if they are or not. Yeah, I heard the other day that they're <clears throat> they're do, they're do, they're taking that away this year. No Thank more DH in the NL. Thank God it used to be that way. So, would you guys, if you guys were um, athletes in a, any professional sport you're choosing, and you had the chance to take like a three hundred million dollar contract, would you take the three hundred million dollar contract, or would you do like a team friendly ten million dollar you know deal for you know? <laughs> or you, basically, would you go for the bag, or would you be team friendly? Depends. What year? What year am I in? You're. Uh, you just got off your rookie year. Your rookie deal. I'm taking the bag, all the way, and you're gonna yeah, play. Yeah. Come on, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But if you were, if you were like year 10 of your career, you've been on the Browns or you've been on the, I don't know, the, the, the Grizzlies, you're yeah. like, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'll take 3 million and go play for the, the Sixers or the Lakers or the Celtics. It makes complete sense. Okay. Your window is three quarters of the way closed. And the, 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 <clears throat> the hopes of you getting a, um, a prime contract, you know, superstar blockbuster contract is pro- probably, you know, well behind you at that point. That's a different oh, question now. That's in league minimum. John's saying that would you turn down a hundred million to take fifty million somewhere else? League minimum is a different story though, because it's like, well, yeah, I'd rather go play for a good team and take league minimum if it's between league minimum A and league minimum. Oh, I B. thought the question was like, I'm offered a a super max three hundred million dollar deal. Do I take it? Yeah, no, I mean that is as opposed. Well, yeah, because you were just saying that. Yeah, you know, and if but I'm it, saying if it's year one, I'm a rookie. Fuck yeah, I'm taking that because who's to say I don't take the court or the field or the you know uh, the very next the very next game and I blow my blow my knee out and end my career. Mm-hmm. Taking that money. I think if you were, I think if we revise the question to after your rookie contract was up, would you take your super max or would you? take less money to go play for a contender and bring chase. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's a little more realistic because, you know, you, you, you're giving away 30, 40 million in the, in staying with your team to go sign somewhere else. Cause they can't offer you the same amount of money. So I, I don't know. Very, I, I don't know of very many players who've done that. who walked from the money into that first rookie deal. I think, my thinking would be is if a team drafted you and really supported you and like believed in you, why would you want to leave that situation? <clears throat> and you get paid more money to be there unless they're like the Knicks, right? Nobody wants to be at, you know, and they, you know, so crazy. The Knicks are the most valuable sports franchise in all of the world. Again, like the second year in a row, <laughs> they're worth like 5 billion. And they're, and they're, and they're coming years, literally 20 years for a playoff win. And they're worth $5 billion. Uh, that's just the media market they play in. That has nothing to do with the. Well, I mean, I mean, I get. I, wasn't the uh, Madison Square Garden like doing upgrades too? I mean, that's that's the other thing. Like, no, they you know, can't do upgrades. I thought they. They're they about did. to be. They're going to be evicted. I know, but they did upgrades over the past ten years. John, you and I were there for a game. Yeah, they, we went to the, the, the Knicks game. Yeah, they did a ton of stuff. It was like Jesse was like newer in the concourse and like yeah. outside, but like I I did I did, I thought we talked about this before that you said either the eviction or like they're gonna knock it down or something, but like that's kind of they yeah, have to renovate they have to back. renovate Penn Station underneath, and the only way to do that is to to, to properly do it is to is to <laughs> do away with Madison Square Garden. They have to tear it down. Oh, if they were smart, they would just like do like a thing with Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, like do with the New York. I mean, 
You go from downtown Manhattan to Brooklyn. That's like two different worlds to New Yorkers. Yeah, I mean, you got to go somewhere. Where are you going to go? You going to go to the Meadowlands or the uh, Prudential Center of play? Well, the the perfect. I mean, and the the thing that sucks is the reason that the Garden was so great was it was the transportation hub. So like anybody yeah. from the tri-state area could get there. You could get there from Jersey easy. You could get there from any of the five boroughs easy. Like you could get there easily. That's a good point because like. One of the one of the things on like my bucket list is is that go up to the, like Fenway Park and see a game like up there and even I mean that's a train that's an easy train ride you know that's a hub yeah it is you know it, it's, it's a kind nice of, train ride up to Boston we're we're kind of blessed by like where we are in location where we can kind of hit like New York Boston yeah out the water you know Washington D.C. so on but so I mean even for like a concert like going to the going to the Garden for concerts was great like you drive to Trenton. Drive up 295 to Trenton. You get off at of Trenton. You get on the train. Train lets you off at the in the basement of the garden. You go upstairs. You get a beer or two. Wait for doors to open. You go in. Have a great time. You go back down. You're out. Like you can't beat that. The only trick is, and I got fucked one time when I went to when I went up to New York and took the train to go see a show. Um, the show ran late, and I got stuck in Trenton. Because I missed the last train going out of Trenton to Philly, and oh, yeah. I got stuck with like it was like a hundred fifty dollar cab ride or something like that oh, um, back to Philly. So yeah, you like got you got to be careful with that. That's because, where it um, gets dicey. But if oh, you actually, if you, you know what it was, it the, the the show didn't end late. What happened when we were leaving the show? It was a torrential downpour for like over an hour so we were like all right well we'll wait it out you know oh boy we didn't we we didn't realize because we thought that there was train it, it, it was like we we're used to like paco where like you know we're thinking like oh there's trains like you know and we got to trenton and we basically saw the the taillights of the last train just like in the distance like we just missed it we ended up having to pay like you know it was like about $150 uh, cab. We were actually lucky. We, we, we were able to split it with somebody, but yeah, that's the one trick, but I get what you're saying. It's super. I mean, they, they, by design, they made it convenient, you know? And, yeah. and, and Madison square garden is one of those venues, which reminds me a little bit of the spectrum, how yeah. close you are yeah. to the actual, like to the court, like Wells Fargo center is, a, is, is nice for what it is. But if you're sitting at the top row, at the top, I mean, the, the 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 basketball players and hockey guys are like the size of like a freckle. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I th- I think that Wells Fargo made some of the same um, modifications and um, renovations that we saw at the at the Garden, John. They opened up. They opened up some sections. They put some standing room sections in there. They um, they redid. I was watching a. a a news footage about this. They were, they even cause of COVID they put in some new HVAC system where they can recycle the, all the air in Wells Fargo center in under 30 minutes. Damn. Which is like crazy. Don't get your <laughs> hands stuck in that filter. They've no. got the, the garden's got those sky bridges now that are really rad. And yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can like walk across the top. Well, their seat. It's like, it's, it's like, um, Standing room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we saw that, John, when we yeah. were there. Yes, because we sort of like meandered through. That's yeah. the other thing. 
We need a forfeit road trip to like a sporting event in like another city. Absolutely. I mean, we had fun going up that one time in Brooklyn. Yeah. When, uh, Man, I was when, pissed I, when I had to piss so bad in our Uber, <laughs> the guy was like, we hit this traffic. I had no idea from where our hotel was to where, where the Barclays Center is in Brooklyn that it would took us an hour. I was like, seriously? I was like, it, and I was like, you know, before we left, I was like, I'll just piss when we get there. It'll probably, it's probably like a 10, 15 minute ride. No, the guy was like, yeah, we're hitting peak traffic. Uh, we should be there in about 45 minutes to an hour. I'm like, what? Remember that? I was like, I was like, let me out, bro. I got to piss. He's like, you got to what? I was like, just let me out. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll dip into this alley and I'll catch up to you. <laughs> That's pretty much what, what I did. Crazy. The things we do to pee. But you know what? Barclays Center to me reminded me of the spectrum in the way that what I wasn't impressed with with that arena was how small the corridors were, how narrow they were. Like when you went out into the concourse and then you had to like go down the corridors to find your your eye your you know your aisle to get into where your rows were, where you're sit- sitting. I found it to be like really tight, <clears throat> tight. Like it reminded me of like the spectrum. The atrium to get like your food was like only like three people deep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you guys didn't couldn't have like figure this out a little bit more. But like, but they even had like those really big open standing room areas. Like as soon as you walked in, I felt like you walked into one of those, which was kind of cool. Yeah. The fact that you could like walk in and see like the back of the stadium was kind of cool. Yeah. It's really neat. Yep. I mean, one of the, one of the, I mean, it sort of segues into like ballparks and venues. I think one of the coolest things as a kid was taking a trip down to, um, Cam, uh, not Campbellsfield, uh, uh, or the, where do the Orioles play? Camden Yards. Oh, oh Thank Camden you. Yards. Yeah. I think Kevin Campbellsfield and Camden, uh, uh, mixed up. But Camden Yards was like one of the like the coolest things as a kid to go like see a game at, and it's funny like how like you fast forward to when the Citizens Bank Park was built, and you're like, oh, this like open air walk around the outfield with the with the concessions, like that whole like look and feel was like totally like like borrowed, you know? It, it was the evolution. It was like Wrigley, right, Bill? You've been to Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Camden Yards isn't like Wrigley. I don't, I, I don't think they're too similar, but. Um, I mean, that's a unique ballpark. No, I mean, no. Camden Yards was Camden Yards was the first new ballpark in baseball. That was the first redesign from old school, like vet, like the vet Jack Murphy Stadium, just big old cylinder, sixty, seventy thousand. Like this was a baseball park, like designed for baseball only. Like most stadium, most baseball stadiums were multi-sport design. So Camden Yards was like one of the first like redope stadiums getting done. No one's never been there. That, um, do you think that the Eagles Stadium? Do you think they're kicking themselves for not putting in a dome? Mm, I don't. I think like so. the outside. I don't like dome football personally. Okay. That's me. I would kind I mean, of. Like, we're kind I would of, say that we're the, we're the only dome team in the NFC East. That's kind of weird. I would. I would say the bigger the bigger thing that they messed up with was. As new as that stadium is, the concourses during an Eagles game are still too small. Yeah. Like, you yeah. own all the land. 
it's not like in Europe where like, you know, the, the stadium is next to a neighborhood where you have to really think about where you're putting things. You had kind of that's kind of how Lambo that's kind of how Lambo is. Lambo is like right in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah, it's you like are, in a, it's in like a suburban area. Yeah, you had all the room in the world. Make those concourses twenty feet wider. Right. Um. But I mean, the the other thing they could have done, they could have gone like the the what the Cardinals did and have a wow. dome where you they drive the um the, the grass gr- out. The, they gr- drive the grass out. Yeah. They just, dr- just Jesse, they drive it right on the 95. On the 95. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's one of those things. Like, if, if, you, if you have a dome, you, you can host Super Bowls. You can host concerts. You can do a lot more with the stadium. Even retractable. Like, what if they went retractable dome? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, like if, if they had gone retractable dome, but then you're not going to be able to play on grass. Like the nice thing with what the, the Cardinals have is it's grass, but the, it's in a dome. Well, and they also have the, the weather to drop, like, to move the, the, the field out into like this sunny envi- environment where yeah. it, like grass just thrives. Yeah, but I mean, it would, it would be fine out, out in a parking lot. Like, yeah. It's the the big thing is they have to do that so the grass doesn't die in the dome. Right. Do they have a dome where like you could leave grass in, but it's like glass, or does that? St- I guess that would reflect through like the sun would still. I guess that would still work though. Like if you had a glass retractable roof, it would probably be just costs. It would yeah. probably be just like astronomical uh, to because it wouldn't be glass it would have to be some sort of plastic yeah it would have to be some sort of fiberglass once, or once something the, once the snow gets on there we we end up yeah like soda tell you <laughs> what the ultimate the ultimate trip like that. the ultimate trip would be so, to go out and see sofi stadium that that fucking thing looks like it's outer worldly man i think if we go to any nfl stadium it has to Vegas. be got to go to seattle stadium seattle yeah Both. bring your Bring your bring your earplugs. That would be probably one of my first choices. Go to Seattle. Bring my earplugs so I can stop listening to uh, Matt cheer for the Seahawks. Twelfth <laughs> oh, man, twelfth man. But it would also have to be, you know, a, a team that like you can actually get tickets. Yeah, like, and and now raising the twelfth man flag from the the Seahawks. Philadelphia's the same thing, the same thing like podcast. the Eagles. Like, <laughs> Even if they're terrible, yeah. It, no, I mean that's why you want to go down to like see Eagles play like the Titans or. Well, we might get offered. I mean, we we, we probably get media passes. Or I mean, oh, yeah, sure, true, right? true. So, I mean, I've already had to turn down a few offers. I mean, but yeah, like Tennessee would be fun. Um, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miami, John. Well, John, John, John owes us a Miami trip still. So. John does owe us a Miami trip. So I have it on the list. We're taking care of it. Um, not be- for the weather, but I think um, a trip to Buffalo just for the tailgate alone. And then what we need, to, and then I think what we need to do is this one one week when we all just have a real shit work week. We need to say fuck it, and then Sunday morning drive up to MetLife Stadium for Giants Eagles. Just get shit hammered, drunk, <laughs> game at MetLife. Splits in the park, huh? Yeah, like, I mean, we you guys got we got. We gotta bring we gotta bring like a hundred dollars to park because if you don't if you're not a season ticket holder you're paying like a hundred dollars to park in a 
a, a Radisson motel parking lot, <laughs> like uh, two miles away from the stadium. It's crazy. It's a fucking joke up there. I mean, very and like Jesse said, there's so much land up there. Like, why the heck do you have to park so far away? Yep. Well, it's all swamp. Well, no, they don't do that to the Giants fans. They do that to they do that to the opposing to the opposing teams fans. Well, also, it also holds like what, like seventy five, eighty thousand people there. It's, it's not massive. Arena. It actually, might be a hundred thousand. It's a massive arena. So I think they have like fifty thousand parking spots, like in the stadium, like by there. But then they have they have adjacent parking lots because it's just so many fucking parking spaces. Do we have a breaking news sound on our podcast? If so, we should play. Because <laughs> uh, looks like JJ Watt is seriously considering the Browns as one of his free agency options. That's old news. Did you? Uh, That's old news. <laughs> did you see? Uh, speaking of JJ Watt, they were somebody was bugging Chris Long. And he, it was basically like, look, I love you guys. Love the Eagles. I love the Eagles fans. He just left a building that's on fire. He's not going to run into another one that's <laughs> just as on fire. Hey, that's what I mean. Like those, those type of guys, like the Chris Long guys, man, like we, we really, um, we really outkicked our coverage with the guys like that we brought in with Malcolm, Chris Long, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki touchdowns, you know. I agree. Patrick Robinson was a home run. Like all those, I, I, I was I was merely well, Clement. Yeah, I was merely thinking like guys who are like high character guys. I'm not saying Patrick Robinson isn't. I'm right. just saying Patrick no, Robinson. No, Patrick Robinson made plays. He's a playmaker, but I don't know like what he like. I didn't really get a sense of his locker room motley. You know, like uh, stand up on a chair and scream at people like Malcolm or Chris Long would do or BDN would. But sure. Well, we got Carson. I mean, I'm sure he does plenty of that. Come on, guys. We can do this. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Frigate. Gosh dang it, guy. Now, got, now daggum it. <laughs> how, mu- how much? What is, I, I guess, I wonder how much in all this is Carson still being here. I was just reading a Chris Long quote. Basically, saying what everybody's saying. It's not all Carson. It's not all. But Carson, had, it's all. It's a 50-50. Like he played bad and caused this, and the Eagles undermined him, and you know could have done things which I don't agree with as much. But um, what if he's really holding this up, being like, "I'm not going to go to the Bears, so fuck you." I think that's 100 percent what's happening. I think that's other, going on. Other, I think they have an offer. I think they're. I think they like the offer, and I think they have to. The Bears have to be like. They have to feel Carson's on board. They can't be like, oh, yeah, Kevin can't be like, Carson's all good. It's not speed dating. You know what I mean? It's it's not speed dating. It's like I got to take you out to dinner. I got to get to know you. You know what I mean? And maybe we'll go on a second date. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like speed dating. I mean, is there anything else that's Carson? Because it's like from the whole Alvar Breer thing. uh, Shout out to our cohort. Um, uh, You know, Carson, you know, doesn't feel Chicago's a stable situation because – Nagy and Pace can be gone after this year, but it's like motherfucker. If you do your job right and play well, they'll be back because the other guys that brought you in. So it's just like one of those things that like you made your bed, and then Ruben Frank brought it up. Uh, I think it was Ruben Frank called in. One of the guys called in and was like, "The reality could be thinking in for Carson too." It's like Eagles aren't as bad as the Bears. I don't want to go to the Bears anymore, and it's like that ship sailed, Carson. 
Like mm-hmm. you put this in motion. Like because Ruben's like that could be a possibility still that Carson's like it's either Colts or bust. And if you don't take me to the Colts, I'll come back here and play because I'm a high character guy and I'll compete and keep my mouth shut. But I'm not going to go to the Bears. Like the, the only other thing that I can think of why it hasn't like let's face it if they if they had an offer the last couple of weeks they would have taken it and sent him away the only other thing i could think of is that they're going to wait to draft day and do it in a deal on draft day to be able to move or do something that would be the only other thing that i could think of how, how else they would move him there's, i guess there's, i mean then that locks in the what the, you know but doesn't that kind of lock in the other 10 but, million and it hurts the team for next year are, but can't they already have a deal in place where, listen, Chicago says or Indianapolis says or Denver says, listen, I'll give you number X pick that I have this year. You're going to send me Carson. I'm going to also give you Zach Ertz, for example. I'm going to also throw you Von Miller. And you know what? I'm going to give you a two this year as well. And we're, well, you know what? It's conditionally, it's conditioned on you know, where we're slotted and, and who moves up and down in the draft on draft day. Or something. No, it, it's it for them to not get smashed on the cap. It has to be done by the third day of the new league year. Yeah, but he can still read. Well, it hurts us, but he can still restructure. He's going to restructure no matter what. And not He's only that, it's just like the optics, dude. I mean, this is your franchise quarterback. Like you want to get him in. He's your new show pony. If you're the, if you're the Bears or Colts. And if you're the Eagles, like you've got to get him out of that fucking building. Just like it's just done, like it's it's, and that's what's just so fucked up about this whole situation. It's just like, how could it get to this bad to where it's just like, I don't know, I I I, I just don't understand how and you pay guys how, that how, much money. How he paid him one year too soon. <laughs> well, and and Bill, then you know the 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 truth starts coming out of, well, Doug didn't want Jalen next year. Doug wanted Carson back. Yeah, because well, he wanted to win now mode. Doug's, Doug's, Doug, you got to go. And, and that's kind of what's fucked up in all this. It's like Doug died on a hill for Carson when there was no hill to die on Doug. Carson was already dead man walking, apparently, in Howie's eyes. And, and you know, and because you can't tell me that Sirianni's an upgrade from Doug or Press Taylor, even though Press didn't do anything to wow us. Nick's, Nick's an unproven guy, too. So you can't say we got an upgrade at coaching. From this, because you know, so it's just like I don't know. It just seems yeah, like it's not like the firing of Brett Brown, and then it's like, oh shit, what are we exactly. gonna do? And then in yeah. comes Doc Rivers. 100%. It's like, oh well, okay, hundred you know. percent. We didn't hire, you know, you know, we didn't get, you know, I'm trying to think of a coach out there. Bill Cower. It's like, wow, we got Bill Cower. He's gonna come in and like put a staff together. Like we got a guy who could be good and whatever. We're all gonna give him a chance, obviously, but he's an unknown. At least with Doug. Yeah, maybe last year was an off game, but we know Doug's got big balls when it counts. Multiple years, we've seen it. So it's like, what's the point of unloading on Doug? And it's just like, and then that one tweet you sent, Jesse, about from October 1st, week three, when Howie supposedly came down and said, I want more. Oh, they had the brawl. Like, if that's true, that's fucked up. Like, for any GM to come down and be like, hey, our guy we're paying $35 million, $59 million to this year. Make sure he don't get all the – like, what? What are you talking about? That's week three. We're one and, and one. And if that is true and Carson knew one. about it, which we I'm assuming would be, like, like we're, we're, there you go. And, like, what does that do to the psyche of Carson at that point? And well, I think again, that's 
kind of probably what we hear about it. It's just how Howie the Rat, where he leaks out bullshit information when it when you know when when it suits him through his channels and shit. And it's like clearly this was brewing. And like I said before, that I don't think Doug has to call to bench Carson on his own with a guy like that. So clearly how he had Howie's blessing and Carson knows that it's like, dude, why did, I don't know. It just seems like such a crazy situation. It just, and the longer it goes on, the more we're going to, it's going to play the what if game and what if that, and what it, cause it's just a little, that's fun why game. I hope, that's why I hope like, like to John's point, like the one time we hit, you know, refresh on Twitter, there it is. And it's, it's going to answer. It's going to answer like a question. It's going to be like, well, obviously they didn't, don't feel like he's the guy. That's the question that gets answered. But after that, the next question is to. to who, I think everyone's point. Who is the guy? Is it Jalen Hurts? Is it to Bill's point a, a draft, a, a move up in the draft for a Justin Fields, a Zach Wilson, a Trey Lance, something? What is it? You know, and I we might not know until draft night, and I and we might not even know. After draft night, I mean, you'd hoped you'd hoped after draft night that you'd probably be like, okay, here's our new set of guys. Here's what we're doing. We've already made some cuts, possibly, you know, and and we're going to go with Jalen Hurts and a, a stud tight end or a stud wide receiver that we just drafted. And now, now I want Kyle Pitts, John. Now I like really want him. He's a realistic pick there. At six, yeah, I, I I'd be happy. I'd kind of rather have him, unless. Oh man, I, it's hard to pay. God, Jesse, what are we gonna do if Devonta's right there and we pass on him? If, I mean, if you if you pass dropping, on him, I'm seeing now he's dropping to like eight, nine, ten range. I'm seeing pretty consistent. Whether that happens or not on draft night, but yeah, but here's the thing: the a, a smart team's gonna be like, we'll take him. Yeah, no, like a team like Pittsburgh will trade up, or a team that's smart like. You know, a good team like a Ravens, oh, we'll trade up to get him or something like if he falls. Um, because like all these guys saying like, oh, there's so many corners that are that are heavier than him. OK, he he played in the, in a conference that had the best cornerbacks playing in college football. He played against them every week and he made them look foolish every single week. I, it, and you're right. not, I think sometimes we get too caught up in the combine and this. Sometimes just put on the game and sit back and watch the eye test. He made dudes look so – and he's not – like Waddle is faster than him. But him in and out of his cuts and his breaks and the things that he would do with his body, he would just make dudes look yeah, he's so He's silky smooth. You know? and then, but then you watch the Kyle Pitt highlights and you're like, man, this guy's a monster. Even how inaccurate Jalen is, he can't he can't ever throw this guy either. He's a goddamn monster out there. But you can't hit this guy. But I like Sirianni's thing is not twelve. Like they say he runs it a little bit. They say he he, runs twelve. Not he likes three receiver sets primarily. That's his base offense. But they said he ran twelve sets last year. But I don't know how much. But Uh, we're not good at it. (laughs) Well, maybe you know with Pitts, I guess. Or do you, if you draft Pitts, do you not sign Goddard? Do we train Goddard maybe? Is he a trade chip? Jesse, this could be total like – I don't know if there's any player not on the market on this team right now. Uh, yeah, I think any player is available. I think really I mean, that there's I don't no think, that good. I think That's if you're a smart GM, any player is available at any time, no matter so what. What if we, you know, you know, we call – you know, team – because it's like 
Um, my biggest fear is not biggest fear, but I'm starting to gain re- reality that we're probably going to have to cut Zach. Cause why would a team give up anything for a guy? We know we, everybody knows we have to cut, like we have to cut him. So he, why, we why do we have to cut him? What's that? Why do we have to cut him? Because we're over the cap and, we're, and he's not going to play on his current deal. He said, so, so why can't you trade him on draft night? But who's going to give up something when they know he can't be an Eagle. It's not going to be an Eagle. Like we have to get under the cap. Like, you can't. I mean, I, I forget when, but you. I think there's a date you have to be like under the cap. Like I, yeah. I don't think you can get over it. So it's like teams know that. I mean, you could, I mean, hopefully we can get maybe like like a third or a fourth maybe out of them. To, you know, you know, if a bidding war happens with like Seattle or somebody, Green Bay, but maybe we unload Goddard too. I mean, he's tradable. I think like him. Like, I guess it's just one of those. I like him. I think he's good, but I don't know. Go watch that he's, uh, Cardinals game against Kyler. He drops a touchdown in the, on that third down play. Hits him in the fucking hands in the end zone. And like that's the kind of shit that it's like if we're going to hammer J.J. and Rager, Goddard had a lot of drops and a lot of fumbles last year. Like He didn't play amazing to me. Like There's potential because he's young. But if we're going to be fair, let's be fair. He has big drops too. So it's, it's just, you know, and he gets hurt. He gets hurt every year. I don't think he played a full season yet. So and he gets like, and he gets knocked out in bars. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, he's a big plus, you know. But you know, I mean, I think we're right. I think this is Matt said it. There's nobody on this roster. You pick up the phone. We're open for business. You want Jalen? Make me an offer. <laughs> I mean, and I think that's I think that's what we're we might see in this offseason. I, I mean, this 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 team's going to get stripped down. I mean, it, it, because it's hard to build a culture around that. But that's where we're at. I don't – if you draft a quarterback, I think you almost have to trade Jalen Hurts too. If you I'm draft a quarterback? Yeah, if, if you – if they if they do something dumb and reach <laughs> and, take, and take the third best quarterback instead of taking the best wide receiver or the best corner or the best tight end or, or whatever, if they do something dumb and reach for a terrible Ohio State quarterback <laughs> – uh, <laughs> I mean, when's, where, who's the last Ohio State quarterback that's ever been good? I mean, Dwayne Haskins just got cut by Washington. Like, they're, they're not good. They, they are not good. But regardless, if, if, you, if you draft a quarterback in the first round, you almost have to get rid of him because, like, the, the guys in the locker room are going to be like, wait a minute. So Wentz wasn't the guy, so you draft – you didn't know about Wentz, so you draft a guy – that causes drama, so we, it blows the season up. So now we're going to ride or die with Hurts, and that's not good enough. So you, you, now you draft his replacement the, the very next year. So now there's another guy, and, and then the guy that isn't good enough. So then you start having guys in the locker room that are like, you know what, just get me the fuck out of here, you fucking idiots. Like, like if, if, you, if you could say, look, we, we believe in Jalen Hurts. We, we think he's the future. We think we can build around him. We think he can have a huge step up in his second year. You might be able to get guys like Kelsey to buy in and, and play another year or two. But if you start doing dumb shit like this with the roster, guys like Kelsey are going to be like, you know what? I'm done. I, I, I'm done. And, you know, if, if you, when we, when we trade Wentz, we're going to have to end up cutting guys like BG and cutting guys like Cox like this, this, you know, for too long, we were, we were giving 
Howie too much credit for like management of the cap when there really was no management for the cap. He was basically just putting band-aids on bullet wounds and kicking the can down the road. Cause now we have, after the two guys that they just did it to, we have 15 contracts on this roster that are going to be counting against the cap after the end of those players contracts. 15. That's not being a salary cap whiz. That's just being a salary cap wizard is not allowing that situation to, to get there. And then instead of like, all right, we have to stop this. You know, Howie's thing is, ah, we'll just set this room on fire. I, I haven't set that one on fire yet. But, but the, but at the end of the season this year, when, when, Jeffrey Lurie got up and spoke about admitting the mistakes that they made. And one of them being they, they sold out. They sold out. I, I don't think that you can really, I mean, I, it didn't, it failed. I, I granted it failed, but it was a gamble that if it worked out, it could have been epic. So it's like, do you not take the gamble and say, Maybe I have to pay a guy a couple extra dollars for the for maybe you know a, a production that we hope that he can do. I, I don't see how that's a terrible thing. But hindsight's twenty twenty, and you look at it now, you're like, well, it failed completely. So I, I understand why everyone's upset about it. But like the reason why we're in the situation now is only because we put all our chips on the table and tried to win for two years after the Super Bowl. John, I mean, that's it. I mean, that, that's that uh, we, you know, you don't give that contract to Wentz w- without that happening. Right. That, that's, I mean, we're, that's, we're, all we're, and, that's all fine and good, but the, the, it's not going all in. It's going all in on the wrong players. It's drafting the wrong players. It's signing the wrong players. Well, it's trading for the wrong players. It's, it's not that they went all in, it, they, but they, they did. They admitted that they went all in. That's why they went and they, they, they gave draft picks for guys like Golden Tate who didn't work out, who they just basically gave draft picks, didn't resign. And that was, and that was a, a blow up. That was a problem giving, giving, um, you know, trading for guys, uh, uh, bringing running backs back off the scrap heap. You know, bring the guys back who maybe had, you know, a lot of tread on the tires, a la Jason Peters, et cetera. I mean, there's so there's a litany of lists that of things that they did that they probably shouldn't have done, but they did it because they thought that they could win for the following two years. And I don't think that that is something that, as an organization or like from a fan base, I'm like, thank you for trying. But man, did it fucking not work? And man, are we really holding our dicks now? One hundred percent. Here, here's the here's two two well, parts of that. Could, the, the we problem. could be holding our dicks for a long time now, too. But, so, well, yeah, but that but that was part of the that was part of the deal. It's go all in. Maybe we can do it. And if not, if it works out, if if it works out great, we maybe we have three rings, or maybe we get we have two rings. But and it, if it doesn't work, then it turns into the dark ages, and that's where we're in now. So it like. The, but the, there's two things you, you can say, you, you can say that and that's fine. You know, trading picks and doing all those things, that's a risk you take. Mm-hmm. But when, when you look at some of our drafts and you know, the, the 2017 draft is, is an epic failure. And if they trade Dillard this year, because that was one of the rumors that he's going to get thrown in on the Wentz deal, you would have one guy still under contract from that 2017 draft. So you can say they went all in and it didn't work, 
But you can also say, yeah, they went all in. And then the reason that we're bad isn't because they went all in and it didn't work. It's because we wasted an entire draft class. And then the draft class before that, we wasted an entire draft class. Yeah, like, and, and, my, and, and again, the point to that is like, hey, we might have went out and drafted a guy like Dillard because we thought that maybe our wide receivers were okay. We wouldn't, didn't want to grab a guy there. So we took a chance on this other guy and we thought we'd make it to develop him. You know why? Because we just came off a Super Bowl. We have a returning roster of, of offensive linemen. I can see how that narrative works. I, I can see that in my head. Tight, tight end, Dallas Goddard is another great example. You just won a Super Bowl. You draft Dallas Goddard. Why would you draft Dallas Goddard? Why would you trade out of your pick, drop down, and do that? Well, if you look at if you fast forward here, we're at the Zach Ertz situation. They probably saw the writing on the wall. Let's grab a tight end. If anything happens to Zach Ertz, we still have our we have a guy. I mean, I, I can make narratives for all if it's, if it's true or not. But okay. like we at least we try like, again. At least we tried to do it. And like I'll put I'll point this out. If we did the Super Bowl and and Nick Foles doesn't win, and Carson Wentz comes back the next year and doesn't win, we probably don't pay Carson Wentz. And then what? We're probably in the same position that we're in right now, except for the fact that we have a hundred million dollar contract that we gave somebody. We'd well, still be looking for a franchise quarterback, and we'd still be a dreck of a of a team. So. Well, we'd actually be probably in a better spot because Howie Roseman wouldn't be on the in in the organization. Why wouldn't he be in the organization? Because if they don't win the Super Bowl, then he doesn't have his one shining accomplishment that just is his get out of jail free card. Because the funny thing is, you said you know, well, it didn't work. You know, we we could have drafted you know um, DK Metcalf, but we we didn't. We could have drafted Justin Jefferson, but we didn't. Doug wanted well, we Rager. could have done this, but we didn't. We, but Jesse, that's, that's that, but we did. That, that's not that. That's not. Those are decisions that the general. But manager that's past made. the Super. That's like three years past the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you're. I'm saying talking about they, like right after the Super Bowl. They went all in. Yeah, so, for two years. For two years, yeah. they did. Yeah. And so Goddard, Dillard, and then the draft after that: JJ Arthago, Whiteside, and Miles Sanders. So the the GM ultimately failed. The the and the the people that are going to pay the price, the, the head coach, most of the head coach's staff, and the quarterback, they're all paying the price. How are they? How are they paying the price? Well, Doug's fired. Most of the stat, the coaches are fired, and uh, Carson's going to get traded. So, how do you know the see- decision? How do you know the decision wasn't mutual? The part ways. Who? Jeffrey Lurie and, and Car. I'm sorry, Doug Peterson. Because he's getting his contract. If it was a mutual parting of ways, Doug wouldn't be getting paid for two years. They fired Doug. So I understand, bodyguard, you got to take those bullets for Howie. You got to take Howie's bullets. But so ultimately, you know, Doug got fired for for Howie's mistakes. Doug's staff got fired for Howie's mistakes. Carson's going to be traded because of how for Howie's mistakes. But wait, back up. Doug is getting paid. Did Doug lose his job? But Doug's getting paid. Nine okay, mil bodyguard. I I get your I get your point, but like ultimately, well, 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 no, no, go back, Jesse. You just you just argued it. Like he's getting. Why is he getting paid if he got fired? Because he had a contract. Okay. Well, I mean, if Doug quit, if Doug quit, he wouldn't be getting paid. He's getting paid because he was fired. You can't make the contract go away. 
He's still getting uh, paid for two years. I, I guess you can. You can just like Brett Brown's still get. Just like yes. Brett Brown's still getting paid. But ultimately, the only person that has not been held responsible is the 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 biggest reason that we're in the position that we are in is Howie Roseman, his poor draft picks, his poor salary management, his poor roster de- development, everything that he's done, he has failed at since the Super Bowl, and everybody else has paid the price for it while we have while we have the owner, you know, how he's how he's great. And you know, just because we value a guy, it and and they get drafted off of the taken before us, that just shows how well our system works. It's like, no, no, stupid. That doesn't show anything. I <laughs> mean like <laughs> Well, that's why opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. <laughs> well, maybe this is, you know, maybe this is the, um, this is all leading up to Howie, you know, cashing in his lifelines, all the ones that he had, Jesse. And I don't know, maybe this, the next year, year and a half is going to be a very exciting, you know, get your popcorn ready. And yeah, well, I, I mean, see what everyone, everyone to argue about the Jalen Hurts second round pick, but like, you know, what if what if last year we don't take Jalen Hurts, we take somebody else? Carson Wentz is still pissed off. He did, he wants to get traded, and we're sitting here at six, four and eleven, one. We're 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 drafting six, and our franchise quarterback still wants to be here. Doesn't want to be here. Excuse me. Then what? Then we got nothing to look forward to. At least now we have a, a ray of hope. Hope maybe I don't know. Maybe Jalen Hurts is Tim Tebow. I don't know. Maybe maybe Jalen Hurts is uh, Russell Wilson. I don't know. But at least we have something. Well, isn't that better than nothing? Let's be real. Let, let's be real. I would love to be real. The single biggest reason that Carson Wentz probably wants out of this franchise and away from this team is Howie Roseman and whatever Howie has done. I don't know if it was just the drafting of Jalen Hurts. I don't know what it was. If, if that's the case, then then good riddance. Because if that's, anybody who has been given a hundred million dollar contract, who has been who has been anointed the franchise guy who runs Novacare, who has mm-hmm. who people were sent out and traded and released so he could be more of a voice of reason and leader in the locker room. Is this pissed off because of one stupid thing that happened? Good riddance. You shouldn't be here. We wouldn't want you here anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it, it's comparable to like we talk about Bryce Harper all the time. If Bryce Harper is going to get all butthurt because we didn't re- re-sign JT Riamuto and he was going to pitch a shit fit and not want to be here anymore, then you know what? Goodbye. Goodbye. Enough. Goodbye. We don't need that bullshit. Like what? Well, like why all of a sudden are all these athletes like, oh, you have to do every like I have to be the GM as well. You have to listen to me. Like Russell Wilson, like. I need to be in the in the uh, in the in the war room when we're drafting players and have more of a voice. Like, no, bro, no. You need to call, hear the play, get the play, tell the guys in the huddle, and execute the play. You don't need to figure out what third string linebacker we need to draft next. Well, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, I'm I I am I I mean, I know that we're you know the experts in the psyches of professional like alpha athletes. So I mean I that that's we absolutely are. That's I mean, have you have, checked our resume on forfit.com? That's how why we but, have such a such a huge following piece. I mean that's you know so aware ob- but obviously something happened between the GM and and the the player. So it, it's not you can say oh well you know he would have wanted out anyway. No I I am firmly in the camp of Whatever the Hurts thing did, he was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. You Get me what? the fuck maybe out of here. Fuck you. Oh, no, but hold on. Hold on. Now. 
if 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 last year when the whole narrative was he didn't have enough weapons, mm-hmm. and then we fast forward to this year, and instead of Jalen Hurts, we drafted T. Higgins, and T. Higgins didn't turn out to be good, we would be having the same issue. Everyone would say Carson Wentz doesn't have enough weapons. Carson Wentz doesn't have this. Carson Wentz doesn't have that. Like, when is enough? Like, does he have to play three more years and have like DeAndre Hopkins and Juju Smith Schuster and 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 Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski before everyone goes? Oh, you know what? He's got all the weapons in the world now. He should be Tom Brady. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, this whole thing where he has. We've given him everything. He has everything. He has a $100 million contract. He's the face of the franchise. So what? We bring in a guy behind you to give you a little bit of competition, and now you're going to cower, and now you're going to th- take your ball and want to go home? If anybody thinks that that is – like if anyone's okay with that, like I don't even understand why you'd be okay with that. I mean it's, it's like a ridiculous thing to even like be like, oh, you know what? I can totally understand why Carson would be upset. He he is he is out there. He is giving a hundred ten percent, and they really just fuck him all the time. It's like no, bro, you show up with your lunch pail and you do work, just like three hundred million other people in the world are doing. Okay, yeah, comparing a Starbucks barista to a franchise quarterback is a, is a bad ana- analogy or something. But like, come on, dude. Like, what what sort of we need to do? So come here's on. the thing: there, there's only X amount of professional quarterbacks in in the world. There's not a lot of them. So you know, you, you kind of have to coddle them a little bit and they, they can be babies. So you, you have a guy who's gotten his ass kicked and come back from an injury, come back from an injury. And the, the, you give him a big contract. And then instead of getting him a starter, a, a guy that can actually make the team better, you draft his replacement in the second round. I mean, you can say all you want. Oh, well, he has a $150 million contract. That should be all he needs. Well, I'm not an expert on the psyche of athletes. Neither are you. So, no. but so maybe that really pissed him off. And I'd be willing to bet you to a man. Most of the guys in that locker room were probably like, the fuck are they doing? You know, most of those guys probably wouldn't admit it. Most of them were probably pissed off because they know our defense is bad, man. We, we could have gotten a, a guy like Chen there. We could have gotten a player there and we drafted a backup. And then the season falls apart the way it is. But but it, but the the other side of that is like again we sit and look at facts here. Carson Wentz got hurt except for one season, and we needed a backup quarterback. And I and I pounded the pavement in, in Bill's basement. Insurance, 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 insurance. Mm-hmm. And at first, when that pick came over, I was like, I was with you guys. I was like, oh boy, I don't know what the fuck this is. And then I got <laughs> to thinking, I'm like, well, this makes perfect sense. This I can see the writing on the wall here. This is this is easy. This is insurance. This is this is insurance for Carson Wentz because we don't know how um, fragile he is. And by doing this, we've we've not only have our have a backup plan, but we if, if this thing blows the fuck up, we have a fucking whole another lane to roll in. We have a whole another lane on the shoulder that we keep driving in. And, well, so, and I, I mean, so I, here's here's the thing. He proved this year that he's pretty tough because he he got he was on pace for what sixty six sacks, mm-hmm. like he got he got his fucking brains bashed in every week. And so he fumbled a lot too, and he threw a lot of interceptions. Yeah, he did. I'm not, we're talking. I was talking right now about his toughness. Quit so, moving the goal. So posts. when the so the first year is physical, 
his physical uh, abilities hold up. His mental side yeah. fucking crumbles. So, so, and then you could say, oh, well, we got this whole other lane. Mm-hmm. And I hope that Hurt can become a player. But the stats. I, I honestly, Jesse, I honestly think that you don't think that. No, I absolutely do. Because but, I, because I think if 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 Jalen Hurts is good, I think you're gonna have to accept the fact if it happens that Howie Roseman made the right decision, and he was actually a forward thinker there. But we'll see. I might be wrong too. I, I would I would gladly give the guy. I gave him all the credit in the world when he won a Super Bowl. I said he built a great roster. That year. why doesn't he follow Forfeit Podcast on Twitter? That's what I want to know. I don't. He would he would have fucking drafted Jeff. He would have drafted Jefferson if he did. Um, T. Higgins, or or hey, but so but you you look at the stats of what Hertz did. That other lane that that you're oh we can go into that lane. There's like three cars that are on fire and broken down in it, and it's like no, we got a guy. He's cheap. We'll see what he does, bro. He, he was the fortieth ranked passer in accuracy last year. I understand so, that Jesse, but again, pandemic, no off season, no OTAs. No, no face-to-face work with coaches. Guess what? Now he's got – hopefully now he's got fresh everything. Everybody's going to have a new system to run and he's everything else. He's got a couple guys in the new coaching staff that yeah, that, that know oh, him. Brian. Brian. So, but, my, but my point is if you didn't draft him, if you didn't draft Hurts, and we find ourselves in the same position where Wentz wants out regardless, I don't think that would have happened. I think the Hurts pick – brought us where we're at you can you can have blinders on and say that's not the case i think you are absolutely but if if he got hurt would you feel the same way would you be like oh we need a back we definitely need a backup quarterback and we didn't get one i would have been like get me whatever backup quarterback you can get for three million dollars i wouldn't have cared but we but we did that with josh mccown and that didn't work out and nate doesn't then it doesn't work out we are the like you keep going back to 2017. We are the anomaly. 2017 was the anomaly. When teams starting quarterbacks get knocked out, they do not win. They don't. And you know what happened has happened since then? The football gods have said, "You know what? You fuckers weren't supposed to win that game." <laughs> somewhere Some Doug Williams is very to win. Somewhere Doug Williams is very angry. Somewhere uh um Jeff Hosteller is really angry. It's somewhere. Uh, what's this? Um, uh, Tom Brady's very, very unhappy. But, but like, <laughs> I don't it, think Tom Brady's unhappy. No, I'm just saying, like the fact that, like, no, again, guys get knocked out and it those guys happen. take over. It, it doesn't happen. Teams right. are starting quarterback, and they're when twenty. I, I, I bet you, the, I bet you, Big Red was really happy that he had a capable, smart guy that could actually win a playoff game when Patrick Mahomes got hurt. I yes. think you take I think you take it for granted a little bit more than you should, but but that you know John, teams don't say oh well we've got to use a second round pick on our backup quarterback. Smart teams don't do that. Smart teams say oh I can get a starter here that's going to be able to play for four years on the on a fucking rookie deal and give me peak performance and help me win playoff games. That's what smart teams do. Can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. What what team was it in the last five years? And Bill probably will know this right over the top of his head. What team in the last five years took a kicker in the second round? Tampa Bay. Wasn't it the box? Thank you. Thank you. When's the last time they won the Super Bowl? They just dumb the Super Bowl. Hey, dumb teams sometimes do dumb shit, but you know what? 
Shit happens. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. I, all I'm saying is like it definitely does happen. All I'm saying is at least we have something to look forward to. Because if if that that second round pick wasn't Jalen Hurts and it was somebody else, and Carson Wentz gets hurt, or we still have a four and eleven in one season, or he's upset because uh, Brandon Graham parked in his parking spot and he's crying about it, like. And he wants out of here. Like, at least we have someone. I know Philadelphia loves the backup quarterback. Philadelphia loves the quarterback controversy. It gets us talking. It gets other media friends of ours talking. Our viewers love it. I mean, our viewers love it. But like, at least we have it. And you know what? I'm 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 happy for it. I'm excited for it. Listen, if if, if April comes around and we tr- we trade Jalen Hurts, I'm going to be a little upset. But if we trade Jalen Hurts and we draft Justin Fields. I'm I'm on board with Justin Fields. I'm on board with Zach Wilson. I'm on board with Trey Lance. I'm on board with whoever they take. I'm ready to rock and roll. You I don't watch watch a lick of – you guys know this. I don't watch a lick of college football. I watched about half of that championship game, and I can tell you from a guy who – I'm not a stats guy. I'm an eye test guy. That Mm -hmm. Justin Fields, dude, he's bad news. He's bad Bad news? news, man. He's bad news. All right. He's not built. He's not built for the NFL. He's not built for the NFL. I mean, I'm not sitting here banging the drum for the guy, but I, I, I you know, if we took a shot at him, you know, nah. But John, it's like in the, in the first round where we're at, we don't you 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 used a second on a quarterback last year. Mm-hmm. And it caused everything that it caused. You don't use a first now and compound that problem. You deal with the guy that you drafted last year. You develop him for a year, see what he's got, and you get the best player you can at six. Because I and I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Because if if, if I were a betting man, if if Hertz is bad, then we're we're yeah. we're probably. We're probably in the in the top three, top four again next year. And here's the one good thing: if rebuild, baby, rebuild. If well, if three quarterbacks go, like one, two, three, which is what they're saying that could happen, all the bad teams have gotten quarterbacks. There's not going to be a ton of teams that are going to need a quarterback next no. year. So we're going to be in a situation where we'll probably be able to get the best quarterback coming out of college. And the I, Jets will I, fuck it up. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I would I would rather give Hertz a full off like you said I'd rather give him a full off season with this coaching staff and it, it's like we've built a we've tailored a coaching staff to a guy with the quarterback coach and everything that they've done is tailored to a guy and you're 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 you can get if you wanted to go running back you can get the best running back on the board you can get the best linebacker on the board which I don't want him I don't want that kid you can get the best safety. You get the best corner. You get the best wide receiver. You can get the best at like six positions instead of taking the third or fourth best quarterback in the first round. Get the best player on the board. Well, and it's, it's, a, it's a smart. It's a. I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm 100 with you. Right, I just right. I, even if it's Pitts, who I, who I don't want. All right. Oh. All right. In closing. In closing. closing final thoughts. And I'll give you a, a, a quick question. Who gets traded first, Carson Wentz or Ben Simmons? Ooh, that's a good question. I think Wentz because Simmons is playing well enough that 
it will give the Sixers pause on if they do trade him. Thank you, Jesse, for being rational. Oof. I agree. I think Carson Wentz gets traded before Ben Simmons. Ben not put anywhere this year, so you. But can don't rock. put. But but don't 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 put a fast one past Maury. Ben's not going anywhere this year, so you could stop with the Ben Simmons trade. That's not happening, so that's not. All really right, we on, got ben, we got I, Ben Simmons' bodyguard on this podcast, and Carson Wentz's bodyguard, Jesse. I, 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 if I was a betting if I was a betting man to answer that question, I would say Wentz, but not by not by much, not by much. You guys are. You guys are fucking crazy, but okay. I'm telling you, man, the, Sixers have, a real, the yeah. Sixers have a real GM. You never know. If you think Ben Simmons is getting traded in the next three weeks, then I think you got another thing coming. But never know, man. Never, never know. know. Never know. If you could, if you could get a uh, Bradley Beal, yeah, you never know. Take it. You never yeah. know. Bradley Beal's on a five-win team, so how, how how good does he make the Wizards? Okay, another final thought. More, <laughs> more, a more realistic final thought. Uh, by the time we record our next episode next week, is Carson Wentz still an Eagle? Nope. He's gone by the end of this I, week. I hope not. Jesus, I can't deal with another week of this shit. Uh, he's going to be here, boys. I, he's a 1,000% right, Bill. He's going to be here until the 100%. last fucking tick on that clock. Him and yeah, I, I, I think Matt's right because at this point it hasn't get gotten done, and the closer we get to the third day of the new league year, those other GMs are going to let Howie squirm, and they're just going to let him, him squirm. squirm. They're going to let him sweat, and if Carson is being a, a problem, he's going to let Howie sweat. Well, and and like let's be real, like Carson hasn't said a thing, so he's staying quiet. He's not making you know like. Oh, don't worry. He's been on. He's been doing his charity, which you know, respect for that. He's, he's been on. He's, he's been on he's making his own ammunition as we speak. But like, no, he's been. He's been literally. He, he just did the uh, Heart Foundation Fund or whatever, like last week for Valentine's Day. So that's, respect that's awesome. to that. Respect Shout to that. Out. But like, he's he he could be making the situation worse. And he's he'll be, he's just, he'll be gone by three p.m. Friday. I'm calling it right now. Wow. wow you heard boy. it first on Forfeit Podcast. There it is. Friday. And until 3 p.m. Friday, and until next week, Jesse, take it away. Go Birds!